You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Um, help me say hi to the person next to you. Uh, just say good morning to tell them. Introduce yourself if you, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> tell them that the, your best days are in front of you. Your best days are in front of you. All right. Let's celebrate um, Abome for sharing her God experience. Um, God bless you. God bless you. How about the person next to you? Have you shared your God experience? Have you shared it? If they say no, just note their name down for us. Get their number and send to us. But we will come to a place where everyone at LifePoint has shared their God experience. Everybody. Amen. If you haven't seen amen are the ones who haven't shared. We will come to a place where everyone at LifePoint has shared their God experience. Amen. Amen. Uh, maybe next week, so when we, in the earlier days of church, we did a book, a small book, um, with a couple of, you know, God experiences, about 40 of them, I think. So maybe next week we'll put that up and just show you guys, because we need to do volume two, three, four, five, six, uh, as God will allow. Okay, this week, uh, Friday... As our culture is at the Elevation Church, we will gather through the night and we'll pray. Uh, so there's a vigil, we call it Night of Increase. I think this month, this, this quarter, we'll be praying about open doors. Uh, all the Elevation Church uh, uh, expressions gather together at the Pistis Conference Center, which is further down the road. Uh, it's on Friday, and I think it's 10 or 11, which one is it? 11 o'clock, and it goes on all until about 430 uh, a.m. 5 o'clock and it promises to be a fantastic time. So if you've not come for a vigil before, please plan to come for this one, okay? It's typically better if you're there in person, uh, so do try and come for this one, okay? Um, the band also in the week released a new song. Uh, so maybe you play it at the end of service for us. You can play it at the end of service. Okay, they will play it at the end of service. <laughs> they will play it at the end of the service, but it's a really good song. Um, and uh, if you please make, you know, publicize it, talk about it, listen to it, and tell your friends about it, and we trust God that he would use it to do a powerful thing in this world in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, it's been a very interesting week in the world, right? Very, very interesting week in the world. Um, and I just want to encourage us that God is faithful, absolutely faithful, all right? And you want to keep yourself and your heart in God's word, all right? Uh, I think I woke up on Mon was it Mon just the whole week, Sha. Just, I think by Wednesday, I was kind of exhausted. I was like, you know, what's going to happen next? Uh, but I think it's just to refocus and remember uh, that God uh, doesn't change and that his plans for us do not change, all right? Um, we thank God. Um, we thank God for keeping us in our country safe. We, we trust God for the very best. Uh, let's please pray as Christians. There are people across the world who have lost loved ones. There are people who are ill. There are people who um, can't go out. So let's pray. <clears throat> let's pray for them. Let's, um, why don't we do that now, actually? Right? Let's just spend a minute and pray. Okay, guys, let's pray. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost, if you can. And we're just praying for people across the world who, 
uh, who are affected, people who are suffering. I'd like us to pray for the comfort of God and the people in places that we do not know about. For some of us, people that we know, okay, I'd like us to just pray for them. Pray for people in Iran, pray for people in Italy, people in America, people across the world whose lives have been dramatically affected. Let's pray for healing. Let's pray for the comfort of the Holy Ghost. I'd like us to pray for health. I'd like us to pray for doctors, for nurses, soldiers, government officials who are putting their lives on the line as they try to stop the spread of the virus. I'd like us to pray that God will protect them. I'd like us to pray for those people who are in labs and research institutes who are trying to find a cure. The Bible says God, our God, gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding that they would receive from God with urgency, clarity about what to do. And let's pray for the coming days and the coming weeks that we would hear a testimony that in all of this, God will be glorified in the name of our Lord Jesus. Lastly, let's pray for Nigeria. Let's pray that God will continue to keep us safe. He will continue to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I'd like us to speak peace over this land in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Just keep on praying. I mean, I think I've washed my hands this last two or three weeks, more than I've done in years. <laughs> But it is well, all right, it is well. All right, um, so we're going to continue our conversation about the power of work uh, today. I've had some very interesting uh, feedback, uh, and I'll talk about them soon. Uh, I did feel to start with this, I'm not sure it's even related, maybe just for someone. Uh, one time when I was in the university, I'm sure by now we all know where I went to school, prestigious um, University of Benin. <laughs> and I remember we'd gone for a prayer meeting in the sports complex one night. And when we finished praying, it was very dark. Uh, you know, and I remember that I then heard someone um, shouting, Idris, Idris. And, you know, they didn't just call me PI then. <laughs> they didn't even know I was going to be PI if they had known. Uh, but just someone calling Idris and you know I sense I then said oh and I walked towards the person as a young lady I'd never met her before and she said uh, oh um, my name is I can't remember her name I can see her face and she says I'm the publisher of the you know, fellowship magazine and I hear you are a great writer and I'd like you to join the publishing team and I think my reaction was very half oh my god my fame has gone abroad and half, of course, it's a piece of cake. And I said, oh, of course I will do it. Um, without thinking and feeling very, very good about it. And what was instructive for me in the coming weeks and months is that I never wrote an article. I, I didn't write a thing. I didn't write one thing. I couldn't. And for, for that period of my life, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was instructive for me to remember that in that moment, I felt... I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt, I felt great, you know. I felt amazing. And I just didn't acknowledge, in my heart at least, that God was the one who enabled me to do it. And for, I mean, I tried to. <laughs> Why am I sharing that story? Because as my life progressed, I keep on remembering that pride is a very easy thing to get into. 
that what God does through you is not for boasting. So you know how we come nowadays and say, I'm the number one rapper. <laughs> you should add, by the grace of God. You are the best software developer in America or wherever you are, by the grace of God. I'm the baddest preacher in town, by the grace of God. All right? And that is important for us, um, all of us, uh, as God walks in and through our lives, that we constantly reference where this comes from. It says, I am the one who gives you the power to create wealth. But it says, you would remember me. Let me tell the person next to you, please remember God. Please remember God. All right? Okay. I just wanted to share that for someone who is about to hammer and blow. All right? Just remember God. All right? Please tell them again. Please remember God. Please, please remember God. All right. Uh, Psalms 37 verse 25 for someone says, I have been young and now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg for bread. All right. I want to thank everyone in this house who prays for this house. The people who spend time and effort praying for us as a church. Praying for our services, praying for our ministers and our pastors. I want to thank all of you. I ask that you keep on praying in Jesus' name. All right, so let's have this conversation today. It's a much simpler one, I think, than last week. I think last week, I think I preached like four or five sermons in one. So I apologize. But so just keep it very simple this week, okay? Um, this week, um, just to recap, it does seem that God's purpose for our work is so that he can bless us. We've been saying that the work of a righteous man is a landing pad for the favor of God. If we extend that a bit, when God favors us, it is so that we then being blessed can be a blessing. Please take notes. Please take notes. It's good to take notes. It also makes the pastor feel like he's saying something sensible. Use your phone. Use the offering envelope. Anything. Just take notes. <laughs> Zechariah 8.13, he says that I will save you and you shall be a blessing. It speaks to Abraham in Genesis 12 and 2. He says, I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. In fact, when he says to us in Colossians, he says, let him that stole steal no more. He says, but rather let him walk in his, with his hands that which is good. He says, why? He says, so that he would have to give to him who doesn't have. So you are not the end of your world. You are not the object of your business or career. You are, it's not just to make you comfortable. That's not God's aim. When Joseph explains what God is doing in his life, you read Genesis 50 and 20, the last part, he explains to his brothers, he says, look, God was the one who saved me. He says, you meant this for evil, God has turned it around for good. He says, for the saving of many lives. Genesis 50 and 20. So when God is asking us to work, when he's asking us to raise a business, we're saying this is part of our worship to God. And yet it is not just for our comfort alone. I know, Joko, you think that this beautiful business you have it's just so that someday everywhere, 
on the streets of Italy and on the streets of Brazil, they would be carrying a Joko Edu bag and you would in turn make tons of money and be popular and we would know you everywhere on the internet and all that. But it is more than that. It is more than that. I may tell the person next to you, tell them it's more than you, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you, right? It's bigger than you. I know you are a big music artist and you think when I'm done, I will win the Grammy. Apart from Follaby, you would win the Grammys. And then on that day, you would stay with your mother and you would tell them. But it's bigger than you. <laughs> For some of you, you've been dreaming about your G-Wagon with red leather seats. And like, ah, and I know where I would drive it through. <laughs> There's a street in Antonia. I just have to drive. Even if I'm not going anywhere, I just have to drive down there with my windows wound down so they will know. And the God that I spoke about 15 years ago is alive and well. But it is bigger than UPI. It's bigger than <laughs> It's bigger than you. The reason you want that promotion, GM, South South, <laughs> it is bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Because it will also seem like our obedience to God and the adding of value to our lives is actually bigger and more precious to God than size, than reputation, than ranking. Last week we said that one of the ways, the pathways of favor is to position your business or your career in such a way that it adds value to human lives. Where you are creating products that are loving, that are kind to people. And so we would ask ourselves, how does this contribute to the dignity of mankind, to health care, to peace, to joy? What is in it for the kingdom of God? Because we said, we've been saying the last couple of weeks, that your work is part of your worship. Your work is part of your worship. We said a couple of days ago that you cannot be a Christian and eat the bread of idleness everyone must find something to do. Today, uh, just a small point out of Joseph's life. In Genesis chapter 41, we read from verse 26 to 36, we meet Joseph interpreting a dream for Pharaoh. And I just want to point out a couple of things from there and we pray. The Bible says, uh, Joseph is having this conversation, the seven good cows are seven years. And the seven good as seven years, and the seven good heads as seven cow years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt, but after them, seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. And so the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice, because this thing is established by God. And God will bring it shortly to pass. Will bring it shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. 
let Pharaoh do this. And let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh. And let them store, let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the year, seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, or the land may not perish during the famine. God bless the reading of his word. I want to talk to us about changing seasons and how God expects us to build our careers and our businesses even in changing seasons. That there will be summer and then there will be winter. There will be summer. And sometimes for some people, understanding what season of life you are in is critical to making great decisions. I think it's in Genesis 8, it says there will be seed time, there will be harvest as long as the earth remains. There will be summer, there will be winter. And we, we kind of all know what you need to do in summer. What do you do in summer? You go to the beach, and show your summer body, right? <laughs> but Joseph says to Pharaoh in this passage, he says there's going to be a couple of cycles. There will be seven years where there will be amazing prosperity. And then he says after that, there will be seven years where there will be frightening famine. As Christians, we do not like to hear the second part. In fact, we believe it's a lack of faith to say that there will be famine. Like, God forbid. But anyone who has lived long enough will tell you that things go up and down. I was amazed. I woke up. I don't know what day I woke up. And oil prices had run away. I was worried. How will I now sell my oil? It's like... And then, I think it was on Thursday, the naira and the dollar were, were going up and down. But then I remember that I've been here before. And I'm not that old. I'm a very young man. There will be summer... And then there will be winter. There, what do you do in summer? Summer is that period when everything is blossoming. When there is a manifestation of favor. Bonus after bonus after bonus after bonus. In fact, someone just even knowing that your youth a summer is important. For someone understanding that your youth is summer is important. Joseph says to Pharaoh, these cycles have been established by God. I'll say something at the end of the message, and I'll probably just say it now. That... Um, the blessing of God 
stands regardless of the season of life. And our responsibility as Christians is to understand what God will have us do in different seasons. As Nigerians, we, we don't really have seasons anymore, right? Rain, sun, sometimes it's raining, it's hot. We don't really know about seasons. So someone, when you wake up, you don't have different wardrobes. When you wake up, I'm going to wear a suede shoe today. It doesn't matter whether it's raining. I'm wearing that suede shoe. It matches my, my lipstick. And you, just, you wear it anyway. If you've lived in the abroad, Nojoko, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you have different clothes for different times of the year. The proper abroad, not like Ghana or something. That's not abroad. You're just, <laughs> just part of, part of so just. But you know there are clothes you cannot wear in winter. They don't have to tell you. Even if you were disobedient, I want to be fashionable, so you wear like a crop top and uh, then you go out, you come back, your body will come back. <laughs> <laughs> leave your soul and spirit outside and it will come back. What do we do with our careers and our businesses in summer? I, I like this scripture. Um, I like this scripture in Proverbs chapter 6. We're going to keep Joseph's conversation with Pharaoh and we're going to come in and out of it. You know, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6 to 8. What do we do with summer? In the Passion Translation, it reads, When you are feeling lazy, this is Saturday morning, come and learn a lesson from the tale of a tiny ant. Yes, all you lazy bones, come learn from the example of the ant and enter into wisdom. The ants have no chief, no boss, no manager. No one has to tell them what to do. You would see them working and toiling all summer long. In my notes, I have underlined it, working and toiling all summer long stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. I remember saying last week that work, labor, hard work is not a cost. In fact, we work because we recognize that the blessing of God is upon us. To dispel that myth in anybody's head that you just hammer. You just wake up one morning and your bank balance is 30 billion. <laughs> that is not a testimony. If you wake up one morning and you just see 30 billion in your account, you should, you should close the account. You should withdraw whatever your balance was before. 52,580. Withdraw it. Send it out first. Leave the 30 billion there. Go to the bank. Tell them, I don't know whose money it is. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, we'll come back there later. <laughs> it's not your money. Oh. <laughs> oh, they will use you to do advert. It's not your money. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. 
It's not your money. 30 billion. Even your phone, it won't show completely. Three zero zero zero. No, it's not your money. T- tell your person next to you, don't spend somebody else's money. Don't spend somebody else's money. God will bring you home. Don't spend somebody else's money. It's called stealing. God asks us to make wise decisions whenever we notice that we're in summer. He says of the ant, you see them working and toiling all summer long. And one translation would say that they would make, they would put down a reserve in preparation for winter. It is very interesting Christians who instead of preparing for winter and summer confess that winter will not come. They say, ah, no, winter will not come. Winter will not come. It will not come. No winter. No winter. No winter. I bind the winter. And then they blow everything in summer. But sometimes winter is coming, right? Sometimes. (laughs) I haven't watched it. I saw it. Sometimes winter will come. To be fair, winter will come. It will always come. And I know that's not what you want to hear on a Sunday morning. But Joseph says to Pharaoh, Seven years and then seven years. One of my prayers in this season is that God will give us plans for the next 10, 14 years if Christ tarries. Because too many of us are only planning for 12 months. Some of you, the longest plans you've made from today is about 30 December 2. That's the longest you can see. Maybe your cousin is also getting married in December. So that's the longest you can see. When they talk about 2023, you're like, what is that? But God inspires Joseph to to speak about something for 14 years. Where will you be in 14 years? I mean, I know you'll be pastoring and preaching and all that stuff. But what plans are you making, Pastor Bjordan? This message is going to be very interesting because favor allows us to make wise choices in summer and prosper even in winter. So one of the things laid in my heart for us is that you must create reserves. And this is very interesting because it also speaks to us as a country. One of the things we haven't done well is to deal properly with our summers. Because I don't know how many, how much was oil price at one time? It was, what? Sorry? 17? No, it went, it went more than that. It went, it was really much. And we have blown the money every single time. As in, not just when you blow, you took explosives, you put it beside the money and you blew it. But isn't it beautiful that what we've done as a nation, we also do as individuals. And don't don't worry, God has mercy. Where's that last bonus they paid us? Because as it came in on one side, you opened another window on the other side. Online shopping. And you shopped until your basket was full to the exact amount of the borders, but God has mercy on all of us. 
It says of the ant, you will see them walking and toiling all summer long and stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. That God will have us create reserves. It's his way. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, when you read the NIV, he uses a term that I have come to love. He says, God who gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. He says he will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And so the ability to differentiate between what is to be eaten and what is to be sown. And so Joseph says to Pharaoh, this is what we will do with summer. This is what we will do with abundance. We will take part of that abundance and we will, and he says it is a fifth, 20%. And I'm not giving figures for anybody. But as I was preparing for this, I realized that if you pay taxes and you should pay taxes as a Christian. Amen? Amen. If you ever call your pastor and say the tax people have held me, sir, because I didn't pay my taxes, I cannot come out like that to defend you. <laughs> if you pay taxes in our country, you probably pay about 20%. Anything less than that is, well, you probably pay about 20, 15, 20%. And pensions, maybe about 10%. If you can pay the government and your future some of that money, you should also create reserves in your business That to spend it all, and, and I, I'm, I'm going somewhere with all this, to spend it all is not an exhibition of faith. It's not an exhibition of faith. Genesis chapter 41, verse 55, the Bible says, So when all the land was famished, the famine comes, the people cried out to Pharaoh for bread. And then Pharaoh says to them, Look, you would go to Joseph, what? Whatever he tells you to do, you will do. And so there are people who, as they build businesses and as they build careers, realize that there are things that they must do now for the future. That there are things that they must keep aside for the future. Where are your reserves? Where are your reserves? Let's, let's, I, I actually believe that this is more than just money, guys. It's bigger than money. That there are even spiritual reserves. We read Matthew chapter 25, a story of 10 individuals who are heading out for a party. The Bible says when you read verse 3 and verse 4, Matthew 25, that those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. And verse 5 says, but, or verse 4 says, but the wise. Somebody said the wise. The wise. The wise. That's how I used to hear preachers preach when I was younger. You read a verse and they say, somebody say the wise. I say the wise. Very nice. We'll just try it out. But the wise took oil in their vessels with the lamps. So what happens? They're heading out for the party. Everybody's heading with their lamps. Five of them 
put only enough to get by. The other five take something else. They take a vessel and put oil there. The Bible says when you read verse 8 and verse 9, And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. There are some things you have to get for yourself. That there's even part of our walk in the spirit as Christians that directly affects our ability to do business and to work. My friend, Pastor Debo Motine, was here a couple of well, days ago, first Friday, and something he said stuck. He started talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And you, you know the Bible says the Holy Spirit is like a deposit. You read uh, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 2. That there is reserves that we build in the Spirit in summer for days that will look like winter. Interestingly, interestingly, the gifts of the Spirit are actually one of the greatest expressions of God's favor over the lives of a Christian. I repeat, the gifts of the Spirit are actually one of the greatest expressions of God's favor over our lives. That's what it's called. It is a gift. So God favor me, God will give you and I the gifts of the Spirit. How we build with the Holy Ghost in the times when there is no crisis is critical to how we do in changing seasons. And I'm going to tie all this together to our businesses. And just to mention that the gifts of the Spirit are not primarily for display in Christian gatherings. The gifts of the Spirit are not primarily for display in Christian gardens. What does Joseph do? He is using the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom to solve an economic problem that has national significance. He's telling the guy who is talking to, this is the meaning of your dreams. And by the way, this is how God wants us to sort it out. That is a man who has walked with the Holy Spirit. And so that instead of you using your gifts of discernment to try and figure out in church who has slept with who, and which brother in the choir is wearing bright underwear, that is not what God has called you to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit for. I mean, it's good to prophesy in church. But there is a place in your career and in your business, prophet, where God wants you to tell us what is happening. It is one of the ways that we let the world be blessed by God. That we would build with the Holy Spirit reserves for winter. 
preparing for this, I just realized that there are too many of us who walk with the Holy Spirit in a very emergency kind of way. That there's almost nothing about our walk with the Holy Spirit that is storing up for the days to come. The Holy Spirit knows all things. He's eternal. And he cannot only be telling you about today. Jesus says when he comes, he will tell you about things to come. That Christians have an inbuilt reserve of supernatural intelligence. Joseph stands and says to the king, this is summer. We must build reserves because winter is coming. And he does all that by spiritual intelligence. May I tell you the truth? Some of the greatest prophets that I know are not pastors. Some of the greatest prophets I know are not pastors. They don't even serve in church. I'm telling you. I have seen people use the gifts of the Spirit in what we call the marketplace. Because it's okay to come to church and shake the pulpit and shake the pulpit and tell people and prophesy, but then you go to work Monday to Friday and we cannot see the influence of the Holy Spirit that would build up reserves in the Spirit. I love how they talk about Daniel in Daniel chapter 5 and verse 11 because it affects his career, it affects his business. They said there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, the king made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, who the king called Bethesda. Now, let Daniel be called, and he would give the interpretation. People who would build reserves in the spirit. That someone will spend time in summer just praying in the Holy Ghost 15 minutes a day. Just praying and building reserves. When David shows up before Saul to play music, when Saul is tormented, I think sometimes we read that and we just think, you know, David takes his what is on a harp or something and just begins to play some instrumentals, maybe Fireboy's new song, and that is what he plays, and as he plays it, the demons say, this is, a, this is a jam, let's go. That's the one, and, and uh, you're, asking how, you're asking how which Fireboy, you don't know Fireboy, I'll, talk, I'll explain to you later. But no, he's playing anointed music. He's playing out of some reserves, guys. He's playing out of some reserves. There was anointing upon those cords. But people will get to the place where they would write poetry that is anointed. 
that out of some reserves, out of some work with the Holy Spirit, that people would write words down and people who are depressed will read those words and they will be healed. That someone will open a restaurant and after a while, people will notice that every time they go to that restaurant that they might have been feeling a bit ill before they went there and that they would eat the food and get healed. And I know someone says, how will that possible? But people would build reserves in the Holy Spirit. And it will flow out even onto their businesses and their work. When we were much younger, and this is in Benin and Ibadan, you can laugh at us later, but they used to tell us how that people would eat food and get initiated into cults. I mean, that is, you didn't hear that story in Lekki, I know. But perhaps people would start eating food in Christian restaurants and then they would get up and start speaking in the Holy Ghost. But that we would build reserves, guys, in summer. I mean, I speak to someone who is a, a young business person here, and your business is beginning to make money. You have made your first five million. As you've, and then you, there's a 10 million coming. And when I'm talking about this business, it is not 419. Please, let us... It's not, let's just clear it, please, please. Because you can be here and saying, oh, they're about to pay me 10 million. PI is a word of knowledge. It's not a word of knowledge. No, 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 no. You also, that's minus. No, please. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and, and as a young person in business, you're like, ah, look at money, 5 million, 10 million, or maybe it's even 50 million. Where are your reserves? I was saying to the leaders and the workers the other day, and I said, every worker in this church should have a savings account. You have savings. Everybody. Hmm. This, it is very unscriptural to blow all your money away. Very. Let me ask the person next to you, where are your reserves? Where, where are your reserves? Where are your reserves? And I know this sounds like your mother or your father asking you, but where are your reserves? Because that hope and that belief that every time God will do a miracle, so let's blow it now, that's not in God. That's for babies. But that guy who is making 10 million, that lady whose business is about to make 100 million for the first time, would create some reserves would go and invest in something. I don't know. I don't give investment. I don't know. You would invest in something. But you would invest in yourself. That before you buy a new wig, you will go for a new course. I heard your voice. <laughs> I will tell you shortly. <laughs> I'm serious. I keep on saying to myself, how do people pay more for Ashwebi in a year? than they pay in personal development. It is wrong, guys. It is wrong. You cannot spend more on makeup. And I'm coming where you are. Just wait. It's almost 10K or 15K per wedding. And we need to end it now. So if you do six weddings, that's like 100K. You can't spend more on makeup than you bought books. Makeup that you do in the morning, by evening, you've washed it away. Winter is coming, guys. Because we cannot be insulting our politicians for doing exactly what we are doing with our lives. They finished Nigeria's money. They did not save one couple. 
The angels are rolling on the floor and laughing. <laughs> Look at this boy. They paid you 100k yesterday. You have 5k left. <laughs> but you would create reserves in the Holy Spirit. That you would create reserves in your emotions and in your heart. The Bible speaks about how a man's spirit will sustain him in infirmity. But we must come to a place where we let the conviction of God's love exceed the consideration of wickedness and suffering on the earth. And I love Abraham's God experience and how that, because on one hand we're faced with the knowledge that God is loving, and on the other hand we're faced with the knowledge that there is suffering. And there's a way you can face the suffering. You must feel and have empathy, but that you must constantly be facing God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham did not consider the deadness of his body or of Sarah's womb. And he did not waver the promise of God through unbelief. I keep on going back to Genesis chapter 49. Because they would say of Joseph, it says the archers have bitterly grieved him. They have shot at him and hated him. Joseph had gone through hell. But verse 24 says, but his bow remained in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God. There was something that Joseph protected and kept. No wonder Habakkuk will say in verse chapter 3, it says it doesn't matter what happens to the economy. The fig trees may not blossom. Fruit might not be on the tree. It says, the labor of the olive might fail. The fields might yield no fruit. It says, but I will rejoice in the Lord. And I will joy in the God of my salvation. That you would find a supply of joy that all the sorrow and disaster in the world cannot touch. That God is asking us to build reserves. And I know this round runs very, it's like driving one way against everything you've ever known where they, for some people, where they've told you that God will always provide, so don't worry. But that God would ask us to create systems for replenishment. Put this together. As we walk through the seasons of our lives, summer, winter, summer, winter, that you must create a strategy for replenishment. As you grow in life, responsibility in your business, responsibility in your careers, never underestimate the pool of life on the spiritual energy that you carry. And so to be tired is not a bad thing, but not to understand how to replenish your strength is a dangerous thing. One prophet, 1 Kings chapter 19, read from verse 3 to 5, has had two or three amazing experiences of divine favor, of divine power, but no opportunity for replenishment and crashes into depression. 
The Bible says, he says to God, I am no better than my fathers. Let me die. It's amazing how when the angel comes to him, he doesn't bring him complex revelation. He says, look, you need to eat something. Isn't that amazing how many times people think they are depressed and all they just need is food. Just good food. But as you build businesses and careers, you must build a plan for what happens when you are tired. But you must build a plan for what happens when you are growing. There's people here who already have businesses and there is no succession plan. In fact, for some of us, that which holds us against promotion in life is the very fact that we have no succession planned. So God wants to move you to the next step, but you will leave a hole behind. And that in summer, you would invest in training and development of yourselves and the people around you. I love Exodus chapter 17 too. Moses becomes tired. The Bible says they find a stone for him to sit on. Put it under him and he sits. And the Bible says Aaron and Hor take one hand on each side. The Bible says his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. That he would find ways to replenish health. They keep saying to the workers the other day that stress is not an exercise. Now, when you get home after traffic, traffic is definitely not an exercise. When you get home after traffic, three hours, and you say, ah, I've exercised. You've not exercised. The more stress you go through in your business, in your career, the more you would need to build reserves of replenishment. That you would replenish goodwill that you would not take the favor and access that God gives you to people lightly. That you would find ways to replenish it, whether they are customers, whether they are bosses, whether they are people who work with you, partners, that you would go to unusual lengths to keep access active. For someone... And it's, it's interesting. Joseph says to Pharaoh, we need to take a fifth. It's a, it's a very huge step. For someone, you would go to great lengths. Sometimes that cannot be explained now for something that will happen in eight years. For someone, is how you would treat people now. David, one day, shows up. Second, Second Samuel chapter 9 and 1. We'll pray shortly. And he begins to say, look, is there nobody, Second Samuel 9, 1, who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There's a way Jonathan treated me years ago that has left a reserve for his family somewhere. I mean, I'm sure you know there are guys, people here who've 
walked into a place and people have done good things for you because of who your father is, who your mother is. God himself would say, David will never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel. We'll pray. We'll sing a hymn and we'll pray. Look, God's blessing upon us finds expression as we walk. I believe in miracles. I am trusting God for miracles. But I am not under the illusion that I will not walk. I work and I will keep on working. I am not planning to retire at 40. I'm even past 40. All those people who say, and I, I don't, I'm not going to argue, but all those people who say, I want to retire at 35. but the blessing of God finds expression as people give themselves to honest work favor finds expression as you give yourself to honest work you would sharpen the axe you would look beneath the surface you would make sure nothing comes in between you and that which God has put in the, your hand you would Treat the work that God gives you as if God is your employer. And then you would create reserves in summer. He says, look at the ants. He says, they don't have a manager, a chief, a boss. Someone says, Idris, you don't understand. I earn only 20 or 30,000 naira a month. Then take a thousand. Someone says it is, but you don't understand. I'm not even working yet. But you have income coming. Start saving something. Start keeping something aside. Start investing something. For someone, the reserves that you need to be creating now are in prayer. I can't forget my assistant pastor in the university would say to me, every Saturday morning, I wake up and I spend long time praying over my life. That's not for me. <laughs> that's not the lives that for me. She should not give me. I know a friend who I don't call them on Saturday morning because I know they spend, at least that's what they tell me, Saturday morning praying. So I don't call them. I feel like they will be watching video. But when do people, when have you told people, I'm not available? The Bible says Jesus sometimes will withdraw into the wilderness. Some of you, your phones have not been off for the last three years. Not been off once. <laughs> Even when there's no light anywhere, you find a way. You must know what is happening in Finland. There are days you should put off your phone. Um, can we sing... Uh, we're going to sing the hymn, uh, Great is Your Faithfulness. I'm going to read Jeremiah chapter 17 and we'll pray. 17, 78. The Bible says in the Amplified Translation, Blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord. For he will be nourished like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots 
by the rivers and will not fear the heat when it comes. Not if it comes, when it comes. But its leaves will be green and moist and it will not be anxious and concerned in the year of drought nor stop bearing fruit. Where are my reserves, Father? And so, a guy called Thomas Chisholm was plagued by poor health throughout his life. At times, his life, his health was so fragile that he was unable to work. And one of his favorite scripture passages was Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because of his compassions. Fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Out of a heart of gratitude for the, for the Lord's faithfulness and his weakness, he penned the words to great is thy faithfulness and send them to his musician friend, William Ronhan. Ronhan was so moved by the words that he composed the tune to accompany. The hymn was first published in 1923. But his popularity skyrocketed when it was discovered by George Beverly Sher and sang and sung at Billy Graham's Crusades across the world. And we'll join them to sing that song. It says, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions. They fail not as thou hast been. Thou forever will be. The second verse says, Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above join with all nature and manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Should I open it for you guys? Is it okay for me to say? Are you, you, I can do the same. What key should we use? That key. <laughs> Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, my Father. And there is no shadow of turning with thee. And thou changest not thy compassion. They fail not as thou hast been, thou forever will be.
pardon for sin and a peace that Pray in the Holy Spirit, just pray in the Holy Spirit all across this room. Someone is asking God today, Lord, teach me what to do with summer. Someone, you are in winter already and you're asking God for mercy. Someone is saying, Lord, would you increase my store of seed and cause the harvest of my righteousness to overflow in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone is committing with the Holy Ghost to build a reserve. Jude 20 will say, build up yourself in your most holy faith. 
praying in the Holy Spirit. Someone else is saying, Lord, do not let me be overwhelmed by suffering and pain. Lord, expose me to your love. Someone else is just committing in their business, in their career, to build something for tomorrow. Someone is receiving measurements for an ark. The Bible says, no, I've been divinely warned by God, built an ark. There was no rain, built an ark. Someone like Joseph is saying, Lord, I have been grievously and bitterly hot by the archers. He says, but Lord, help me. Let me keep my bow in strength. Lord, give me some reserve in my soul, in my spirit. Someone is saying, Lord, teach me what to do with my money. Teach me what to do with this small business. Teach me what to do with this career. Someone is in summer. But it says that like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The Bible says, I will not fear when heat comes. I will still be bearing fruit. I will still be bearing fruit. Hey, Lord, teach me to build a reserve. Lord, teach me to build a reserve with goodwill. Teach me to build a reserve. And so that even while I'm gone, with Christ tarries. Hey, generations forever, Lord God. Hey, man, the Makada will still be blessed. Hey, Makarabarosh, Hey, Maharabakanda Makarabragadosh, Kerimos. Hey, Maharabragadash. E maharabanda magadesh kale baharabonda magare bragadash kale bahare E mahare proboshete leborobrobose kare bragadakaposhka I don't know who you are, but God says, I've been thinking about you. I've planned for you. He says, when Jesus came from heaven to earth, he says, I was thinking about you. He says, for some strangers, I keep hearing that song. You came from heaven to earth and you showed the way. I don't know who that person is, but you need to understand. That before you showed up in Lagos, that God knew that you were coming. Before you started your strategy sessions, God knew you were coming. Before they walked out, God knew you were coming. Before they went, before they left, God knew that you were coming. For someone else, he's even saying before coronavirus showed up, he says, I knew you were coming. I knew you would be. The one who plans before the planners gathered. The one who makes strategies before having business school came together. Ah, Baba, we bless your name today. Before your brain began to function, before you learnt a language. the one who shows the way. 
church, can we just sing that song once? And Lord, I lift your name on high. I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praise. I love to sing your praise. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so someone there's a debt that needs to be sorted out this for some reason I have Thursday in my mind there's a debt that needs to be sorted out completely and I don't understand what the context is but we're declaring the name of Jesus that God's will be done and his favor will procure will protect will project will do that with God and God alone can do but that this week it will be done it will be sorted out completely and totally in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, it will be sorted out completely. Yes. Ah, Father, we give you thanks. And there is someone here today who needs to make peace with God. As the whole church continues to just pray and worship, you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. It's a simple prayer. All we ask that you would do is that would you consider the love of God for someone like you? That he would send his son to die on the cross, that his blood will be shed. That he would forgive our sin and that he would call you his own. And all he asks us to do is to believe with our hearts and confess with our mouths. And so if you're that person, would you put one hand on your heart? And would you raise one hand up? And I would pray with you this morning. It's a huge, huge privilege for me to do this. So your hand up, one hand on your heart. You're simply saying, Father, I come to you today. 
I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. I repent from sin. And I declare that I am now a child of God. All my debts are paid. I have a new life in Christ Jesus. Our Father, we thank you for everyone who said that prayer today. We ask, Lord, that you would cause them to grow in the faith. You would fill them with your spirit. You would cause them to blossom in your house. We give you thanks, Lord. God's people shouted a big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.